I'm Mona Lisa, and you're listening to the Being Transformed podcast, where we discuss all things friendship, love, and Christianity. If you're looking to be not only a believer, but a follower of Jesus Christ, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the fam! Hello friends, welcome back to the Being Transformed podcast and happy Thursday. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. And speaking of which, we have a very special guest with us, New Song Church's very own worship director, Maddie Brown. Hey, hey! Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited about this. I think that you are not only someone that like I look up to a lot, but just like a leader in general. And like something I love about you is just your joy. And that's part of the reason why I asked you on here because I wanna learn about that. I wanna kinda get to know you better. So first of all, I would just like to know like a little bit about you. Like what is, um, I know you're a worship director at New Song, but what at all does that entail? Okay, so as a worship director, I basically am in charge of leading worship like as the main worship vocalist but then I also get to work behind the scenes with like the band and um, I get to pick the sets so there's a lot that goes into that but basically that's my favorite part of being in worship is like picking the songs and like asking the Lord to like come be in the set and show you the areas that are really going to be like the best moments of worship and the areas where you're gonna have to like hype everybody up and that's my favorite part of being in worship and then of course just like getting to lead people but also getting to worship at the same time it's the best job ever and uh, I've been doing it for five years now whoa so <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> it's kind of shocking because I'm not that old but uh yeah over the past five years it's been crazy just like learning from everyone around me and then I don't really know how it happened but one day I just got asked to take over students worship and kind of build up that team for new song students and ever since then that's what I've been doing so that's so cool it's so fun I brag on new song students worship all the time like I play bass for our school team and like I'm always talking about it because you know chapel for school it's it's not quite like worship (laughs) youth on Wednesday nights it's it's really hard to get people to like participate and of course like you know we're all in high school still so like our musical abilities aren't always quite top notch but um I'm always bragging about y'all like you do such a good job thanks for real thank you so okay first thing I want to ask you is what has been the biggest challenge that has kept you from being transformed into the image of God okay I thought about this a lot (laughs) and I went through like a lot of uh, different ones in my head, but the biggest one that stood out to me was, and it's something that I'm, like, you work through every single day, I think, but there is seasons and moments where it's, like, oh, this is, like, really prominent right now, and I could go one of two ways. I could, like, push towards the Lord and be transformed, or I could be held back by this, and that would be, like, when following God is costing you something. Mm, That's so true. (laughs) Because I think a lot of times it's easy to, like, say yes to God whenever, you know, all you have to do is, like, show up, and, like, all your friends are in it, and your family's in it, and it's, like, I just love God, and He provides for me, and life is great, but then it's a whole different thing when it's, like, this is costing me something that I really love, whether it's, like, a relationship, or a sport, or a friend group, or even family members, or just, like, things that you wanted to pursue, but God's calling you to something else. When it costs you something, it, that's when it gets real, and it's, like, okay, am I really here for God, not just, like, for his hand, or not just for, like, 
what he can give me, but am I really here for the relationship with the Lord? Or am I like subject to change by what other people are doing and saying and how they're living? And yeah, that's something that I <laughs> I work with all the time just because I have like people in my family that are unbelievers and people I've been close to and still feel close to that. Um, it's like, yeah, this is costing costing something but I think it pleases God's heart a lot to it's true when you choose him yeah. yeah it's easy to choose him when it's just you know the everyday mm-hmm. mundane things right. where you know it's it's not costing you anything so that's right. true is there a specific time in your life that you could give an example of when you had to do that yeah a big one would be um <laughs> uh, I didn't know I was gonna talk about this um my high school relationship I dated the same guy all of high school uh, for like four years and I'm still friends with him so if he's listening <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <He knows. laughs> but um it we just kind of realized that like our lives were going in two different directions and it's not that like we didn't get along and we didn't love each other like we loved each other and like we were with each other all the time and our relationship was super great and we were there for each other in big seasons of life that were like involved a lot of change but at the end of the day it was like we're going two different ways and um I just couldn't be in a relationship with someone that wasn't like there for the things of God like I was mm-hmm. not to say that he would never be or that um he was like holding me back in a way but it was just more of the fact that like I was gonna pursue this and if I was gonna go all in I was gonna have to know within myself that like I would do anything to be with God and that's honestly the moment like after we broke up which he was the one who broke up with me so that was God for sure because I was not about to do that (laughs) so after we split it was like I just had this moment and I remember it so clearly where I was like okay God there's it's literally just me and you now (laughs) like like everything else as I thought it would be has gone away and like now it's just me and you and like I'm here for this and that was like a year and a half ago Which wasn't that long ago, (laughs) like, in the grand scheme of things, but I think that completely changed my walk with God, because I had this, that moment where I was like, okay, the world could fall apart tomorrow, like, life as I know it just ended, (laughs) life as I know it could end at any time, and I would still have Jesus, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, such a comforting realization, you know? Yeah. Changed me forever, (laughs) but, yeah, but then there's been other things that are, like, little stuff like um hanging out with certain people or like uh posting certain things on social media where I'm like oh like I would really want to do that because it looks cool but I don't know if that represents like the Lord the best that it should and so Mm -hmm. like maybe it's costing you a little bit of coolness in the eyes of someone else but in the end it doesn't really matter whenever you're focused on God yeah you know that's true um over the summer you know I had to well it was mutual, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I went through a breakup, and um, right after that was camp, and then I had met this guy at camp, and, you know, we kind of liked each other, kind of started talking, and then it turned into, like, we were in a relationship all of a sudden, and I just kind of realized where was my relationship with God in that yeah. moment. Like, yeah. I'd just gotten my heart back to this good place, and then I was already throwing it into a boy again, Yeah, and so I had to be like, hey, like, you're great, but, like, we can't, we can't do this right now because... I need to focus on God. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's things every day in our lives that we have to give up, even just, like, dying to our flesh about, like, you know, certain habits that we might have or not putting God first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, then there's, like, the bigger things, too, that it's, like, wow, like, this really did cost me, and yeah, it's, like, you said earlier, like, that pleases God's heart when he sees us, you know, giving things up for him. Yeah, yeah, sure. The next thing that I'm kind of curious about is, so, I googled joy, um, (laughs) just, like, earlier, and the answers that came up, you know, all revolved around, like, feelings, like, oh, joy Mm -hmm. is this feeling of happiness, and, um, we talked about that, students, you know, like, joy and happiness they're two different things and kind of what I got from that is like you know joy is like and or happiness is like an expression of joy like when you have that joy then you can like be happy on the outside but um what do you think joy looks like for different people do you think that that's like Mm -hmm. the same for everybody or do you think it's different uh I think the the giver of joy like God and his presence and being connected to him I think that is the same for everyone because I honestly believe that like true joy you can't find it anywhere else mm-hmm. like it's in the Lord and that's it because like I've tried to find true joy in other yeah. things and it just doesn't be working <laughs> so like I do believe that but I do think it like manifests itself differently in different people um Like, if someone has a personality that's just, like, shy and reserved, they could come off as maybe, like, less happy, Mm -hmm. but, like, the center of joy doesn't even revolve around happiness at all. Or, like, it doesn't necessarily revolve around what you're putting out there as much as, like, how content you are, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I do think it, like, manifests itself differently in people, but the root of it is all the same. It's, like, it's God, and it's his presence, and that's why I love so much um about that verse it's like uh in your presence I draw strength and in his strength you find joy Mm -hmm. or something along those lines yes I think I wrote that down actually yeah yeah so it's like we just talked about this I think last weekend or the weekend before about like going to the secret place and Mm -hmm. being with God and I do think that that is like the center of joy especially in my life is like I can tell a difference in my days whenever I've like been with God and been in his presence and I've gotten strength and then from that I've gotten joy and I've like leaned on his joy um the joy of heaven's reserve it's the best saying ever (laughs) for real but yeah do you think that there's a big correlation between like worship and joy specifically because like I think you know reading your bible like you can get joy from that and strength but I think that there's something too like when you're worshiping the Lord like that's such an outpouring of like your Mm -hmm. gratitude to him and I just feel like gratitude always just makes you joyful yeah for sure that's what I love about our being transformed journal at the bottom um it has the like what are you thankful for today? Mm-hmm. And I never really did that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, I would think about things and I would, like, pray things I was thankful for, but I never, like, wrote them down every single day consistently. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's, like, thank you is kind of, like, the passcode into God's presence is, yeah. like, what people say, which not necessarily theologically correct, but, <laughs> but like, thankfulness opens up his heart to you and it opens your heart to his. And it, I don't know if it necessarily, like, changes things but it does change your perspective of things so whenever you're like looking through your day and you're like oh today I got to like eat lunch with my best friend I don't usually get to do that I'm thankful for that or I got to work out and move my body and like I'm able to like lift weights I'm not in a hospital bed like I'm thankful for that or I'm thankful for I ate sushi for dinner and I love (laughs) sushi so I'm thankful for that it just brings to your remembrance like all the ways that God has provided for you even when it's in super little things Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, like, a huge part of joy is realizing who God is and realizing his, like, kindness and his gentleness and his graciousness upon you. Because we read so much about 
<laughs> like the wrath of God. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like if you read the Old Testament, you're like, oh my gosh, God is a little scary, but it's like, but Jesus and but his mercy upon you and his grace and his gentleness. And then you can recount your day and like see all of those things play into action. And worship is just that. Worship is like thanking God and moving his heart with your words and with your recognition of who he is and how he's been there for you. And so, of course, you get joy when you do that. Of course, you're like filled up with faith when you can look back and see like this is who God is and he's never not been that way, yeah. you know? And so it just, yeah, it fills you up with faith and it encourages you. And then it spurs you on to be like a joyful person because you're filled with the truth of God That's just so by good. saying thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So simple if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We make it so complicated sometimes. Yeah. I think it's because we put so much into thinking that it's like some feeling you have to obtain rather than right. like something that he's given you. Right. Um, I think it's so interesting too that like there's so many people who will talk about like people who believe in God overall or like Christians and you know, like what you're saying about like the wrath of God, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just this, you know, you're going to hell because you're a bad person. But I think that's what's really supposed to like set us apart is people are supposed to look at us and be like, I see this joy and it's like incomparable to anything I've ever seen before. Like I want that. Right. That reminds me of, um, in Romans, I think it's chapter 12, maybe chapter 11. Don't quote me on the chapter, but there's this section that says the marks of a true Christian and the entire chapter just talks about love. And that kind of blew my mind because I'm like, that is crazy that like what sets you apart is the love that you have. And a lot of times I think love and joy can go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because they're both like gifts from God, but they kind of present themselves in similar ways to other people. And that's all it takes is, like, for you to be looked upon differently by others and seen that there's something different about you is, like, love. Yeah, that's How simple. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, like, joy. Like, how simple. We overcomplicate it. Yeah, for sure. So, like, my life verse that I have is Psalms mm-hmm. 9-1, and it says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of the marvelous things you've done. And I think that that's really a great example of, like, that outpouring of love and yeah. joy and, like, just expressing that over and over um I feel like that fills us up more than anything it's just like when we continually set our mind on that and like remember like who we're praising you know like it's not just some like far off God like this is someone who literally died for us like he loves us that much yeah is there like a specific verse that you have for your life for like this season or anything like that Actually, I'm going to have to open my Bible so the pages are about to (laughs) go crazy. (laughs) That's okay. A verse that I've been, it's in Psalms, that I've been focusing on recently. It's basically about, um, here it is. It says, (laughs) it's talking about thankfulness too. (laughs) Psalm 107, 1 and 2. I'll go to verse 32. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast loving endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. And I think that kind of became a verse I focused on whenever we started singing that song, The Joy of yeah. the Redeemed. This goes together so good. It <laughs> does. The Joy of the Redeemed. Um, because that whole song talks about like, and this is the freedom Jesus one tearing the veil as we look upon his son. Um, and it's talking about like the way that a redeemed person lives 
like to the world like what it looks like when someone else is looking upon someone and they see like oh my gosh that's the joy of the redeemed is that they get to reside in those truths Mm -hmm. of who Jesus is just like you said and then this just like ties it in together with the thankfulness it says oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good and he's steadfast and that's what redeemed people stand upon I love that that's what it made me think of too. I thought of the yeah, song when you said that. Yes, it it's a freedom. Such a good song. It's such a good if song. If you people listening don't know that song, you need to look it up. Yes. <laughs> What's it called? Joy of the Redeemed by Radiant Church. Listen to it. It's a good song. Do it. And you could always um, stop by a new song church if you don't yeah. have a church. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> There's another song that um, that makes me think of. Well, it's not really like about that, but yeah, um, it's, it's Seasons by For King and Country. I don't know if you've heard that before. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite worship song right now, and even just kind of song in general. There's this one part that just talks about, like, I love it how we dance through the fire. I love it how we sing through the rain. And, like, that just, like, resonated with me so much because it's, like, you know, it's not just getting through it. When we're with God, it's not just, like, getting to the next thing. Like, it's thriving through it and, like, Mm -hmm. growing. And that just, like, paints such a beautiful picture. Like, even though there's fire around us or even though it's raining, like, we're just dancing with Jesus. Yeah, and that's so just sweet. that's just, like, that's just a picture of joy to me. That kind of goes back to the, like, first thing that we talked about is when living for God is costing you something. What it is also, like, giving you, like, is joy. Like, yeah. through the pain. <laughs> even mm-hmm. though it sounds, like, a little bit, like, cringy of, like, oh, joy through the pain. But, like... It's for real. Like, whenever you give something up for God, you're not necessarily doing it because you're, like, searching after his hand. You're searching after his heart instead. But in doing that, he's like, okay, here's some joy to get you through this. Or, like, here's some love. Here's some dancing, some singing, some things that you can praise about and be thankful for because he's just that good. Yeah. Since I started doing the podcast and, like, even, like, making TikToks about God and stuff, like, I've gotten a lot of hate for it like stuff that I was kind of surprised to hear honestly and you know obviously like that's not fun to hear but at the same time like it almost gives me joy in a weird way because (laughs) I like I know that like I'm doing God's work because you know if there's nobody going against you and nobody ever disagrees with you you're probably not on the right right track right I was thinking of that um like if anyone that's listening had been thinking like oh I Following God has never cost me anything. I would like let that be a challenge to yourself. Be like, yeah. am I actually following Him in full pursuit if it's never costed me anything? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, if it's never costed me a friendship or like a piece of popularity or you know anything, a desire. Like if it's never costed you something, are you really going for it? Mm-hmm. And then if you are like, I'm not sure. Like that's something you should ask the Lord about. You know. Yeah, and He reveals things to us that like we don't even realize our idols in our lives and he can point that out and be like hey like this is something you're struggling with and also for like anyone listening that thinks that they don't hear from god if you feel like you can't hear his voice a good place to start is just reading your bible because he speaks to you through that all the time like every day i open it up and it's exactly what i'm dealing with yes that's so true like hearing god doesn't have to be like a booming revelation yeah it can literally just be the words he already said yeah like how about stand on the words he's already said before you're like tell me something else it's like, he has a whole book he's like so he i did already write about that yeah <laughs> go that's check so it out true. that's so true yeah it's funny <laughs> i think another important thing about um having joy is surrounding ourselves with people who are like-minded but also that build us up Mm -hmm. because sometimes there's Christians that 
are really negative and that kind of confuses me honestly just because I feel like we have so much like be thankful for and grateful for but in the world that we live in like it could be a very dark and negative place and so if you're always surrounding yourself with people that like have that mindset or they're always like bringing you down or looking at the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. like maybe you should like check your friends like it's fine to be friends with those people but we also need to have that close circle of friends that's gonna build us up and point us towards that joy 100% you gotta have your like three besties or two besties that also people that you're comfortable like letting them call you out yeah that's true because there's people like in my life that if they called me out I'd be like whoa (laughs) not your place (laughs) yeah but then you have like your close people it's like if you call me out I know you're doing out of love yeah and so like I can trust that that's trusted voices yes trusted voices are so important yeah yeah and I think that youth group can be super helpful with that too like at least for people that are my age because and you know when you get older like there's community groups and stuff but if you're all alone in it it's a lot harder to like not only remember where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing but like to continually remind yourself of like why you're here you know yeah I think that every time that I set my eyes on Jesus it doesn't matter where I am or what's going on around me like the circumstances change like right like okay well not necessarily that the circumstances change but like I I kind of put it like this like it allows me to see the storm but not be affected by it like you change even if your circumstances don't change does that make sense yeah yeah like we talk about this as students all the time because it's like a theme or whatever like we're filled up so that we can pour Pour out out. yeah yeah and I think that that's true about joy too like you got to fill yourself up with joyful things yeah for sure do you think that there's anything that could seem like it's something good that because it brings you joy but that it's not necessarily like something God wants you to be doing Ooh, yeah. Um, I was just talking about this in our little worship Devo the other day, but I think it was actually Pastor Jackson who said this, but he was talking about the difference between something being permissible and something being productive. Mm. And that kind of struck me because it was like, how many things that I do are like not wrong? Like doing this is not a sin, but is it necessarily productive in pushing me to where God wants me to be, you mm-hmm. know? So I think there's a lot of things like that. Um, like, how do you spend your time would be one of those things. Like, it's not a sin to binge watch TV, like, at night. Like, no one is going to be like, mm, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's like, well, duh, they didn't have TV. Yeah. It's like, it's not a sin to, like, spend your time doing that. But um, how much more beneficial and more productive would it be if you spent your time, like, in God's Word? Or even, like, okay, I'm going to watch TV for an hour, and then I'm going to do my journaling for an hour. Or I'm going to... Um, give back to my community and the people around me being like okay I'm gonna spend this much time by myself and then I'm gonna go like pour into someone else for this much time or I'm gonna go hang out with someone else for this much time and just like share with them what I have just a bunch of little stuff like that that adds up in like is it a sin no but is it productive in like bringing heaven to earth probably not which doesn't mean you can't do it ever but it's just like evaluating those things in your life and seeing, you know, where you might need to shift something. What do you think is, like, the fine line between that? Because I know Mm. it can be really hard, especially when you're just, like, starting off as, like, a new Christian or even someone that's just, like, beginning to pursue God. Um, It can be really hard to look at that and think, like, oh, my goodness, there's 24 hours in a day. Like, how can I spend half of that with God at least? Like, how would you – How? what is your advice for someone who might be overwhelmed by that? 
Yeah, um, I would start out, first of all, not even looking at the fact that there's 24 hours in a day, being like, okay, if I have this many this many hours where I'm awake and I'm like, say you're at your job or at school for eight hours in the day, just look at the time when you're at home and be like, okay, if I'm home four hours a night, then how can I split up that time? And start simple, like 30 minutes in God's word or 25 minutes or maybe 25 minutes of reading and five minutes of praying or split it up in like, I'm going to listen to worship music for five minutes, read my Bible for five minutes, pray for five minutes simple stuff like that and then also not forgetting that god is not like a place Mm, like you can literally be driving in your car and just pray for five minutes or you know you can be eating dinner like if you eat dinner by yourself sometimes i'll eat dinner and i'll just like pray (laughs) it just sounds really nerdy no it's not i do the same thing (laughs) you know just like little things where you're like oh i'm like by myself right now you're not really by yourself like you could be with god in those moments if you just realized it like he's all around you all the time he's always there and so not getting overwhelmed with the like I have to be sitting in a chair with my bible like with a worship playlist going on to be with God because that's not necessarily true yeah and I think on top of that like not forgetting that God is a relationship and not a religion so like he doesn't care necessarily about how much time you're spending just the fact that like you are thinking about him you want to spend time with him Mm -hmm. and that you're like putting effort into that because obviously if you're just thinking about it and you're like oh like hey god but then you like go do your own thing and you're like leave him in the background like that's not what he wants but if we're just taking some time to create that relationship I think that's what he really cares about right it's like Mary with the alabaster jar it's like she didn't have a ton to give like Mm -hmm. maybe you have a really busy week where you have like sports in school and a job and family and you don't have a ton to give like maybe you have 10 minutes to be with God but he's gonna value that you chose 10 minutes to be with him not 10 minutes on TikTok or 10 minutes on TV you know that's true like he values what you give him and then over time like as you're being transformed I do think everyone should be spending more time with God yeah like when I was started believing in him and started following him I didn't even read my Bible every day like no I probably read it like once a week for like 20 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. but then like as you're transforming and growing into his image, then your desire is going to grow as well. Yeah. Like that saying that's to know him is to want him more. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. It's like the more you know God and the more you know what the time in his presence is like, it's like you don't really desire other things yeah. like you don't really want to leave you know that's true so it's like every single night now I know every single night I'm gonna sit in my chair and I'm gonna have being transformed journal and I'm gonna have my Jesus time for like probably an hour minimum yeah. you know but I did not start out like that at all and then also you have days where it's like I didn't have time today and it was an off day and I did a 10 minute devo and that's it and that's totally fine too yeah what you said though about like not wanting to leave you had mentioned the other day at, um, like, the women's group or whatever mm-hmm. that, like, you've started getting on your knees and praying. And so I yeah. started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every morning yes. because, like, I'm there on my knees. I have a certain amount of time until I have to go to school. And I, like, don't want to get up and leave. <laughs> like, I just want to stay here. Just sit. <laughs> but it's good. It's um, awesome. <laughs> I remember a couple years back, I, like, had just gone through this really rocky season and it was, I was homeschooled at the time, so, like, keep that in mind. I had a lot of time on my hands, but I would read my Bible, do a prayer journal, do a Psalms journal, and then, like, do this separate study, 
three times a day at least I was literally always talking to God so like I just want to like put it out there like that is completely doable but that may not be what you have time for and like that's okay you know yeah it's kind of crazy to be honest looking back (laughs) and like wow that is a lot of time but like that's cool like I spent time with God that you had enough time to go three times also that's a time is like a weird concept it is I don't want to get too much into this because I could talk about this forever but it's like you decide what fills your time exactly so and obviously like you have to pay rent you have kids whoever's listening you have to put gas in your car Mm -hmm. like you gotta do some stuff like you're gonna have to spend time at a job you're gonna have to spend time with your family but at the end of the day it's like okay do you really need to sleep for eight hours every night no, you can sleep for seven hours and you can spend <laughs> one hour with God. Yeah. You know, like you decide what fills your time. And so you decide what your relationship with the Lord looks like. Mm-hmm. You decide how many hours you get with God a day. Yeah, that's so true. Like circumstances are circumstances, but you have the power to change them sometimes. Like right. even if it's in the smallest moments. And circumstances are always going to be happening to you yeah you like it or not exactly (laughs) like literally until we go to heaven like Mm -hmm. that's life so you gotta you gotta figure out how to do all of it at the same time (laughs) yeah the other night we had um like our volleyball banquet for the end of season and we each had to give advice as like a charge as seniors and mine was don't let anyone's opinion be louder than God's opinion and then like your opinion because at the end of the day like those people are going to grow up move on and it's going to be just you and God and so that really made me think too I was like oh wow like whose voices am I letting in my head that don't need to be there when at the end of the day like all that matters is what God has to say about it yeah so yeah that reminds me of something I've been thinking of a lot recently is like that is such a good picture of eternity Mm -hmm. it's like at the end of the day it's gonna be you and God forever yeah like God is more real than the earth itself Mm -hmm. like he's the one who created it like he is more real than time he's more real than opinions he's more real than literally anything and so when you start looking at life like this is not my home like heaven is my home anything could go wrong anything could happen but like it's me and God for literally forever yeah you know that's crazy and then you start seeing things and you're like why would I not have joy yeah why would I not be thankful why would I not be happy is it's like it's literally he's never gonna let you go Mm -hmm. and that is your eternal story yeah like forever and ever it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and, like, why wouldn't you start fostering that now? Like, exactly. why wait? I think so many people can get caught up on, like, oh, well, you know, God's not coming back yet. But it's, like, if he's that amazing and you really believe that, why would you put your relationship with him on hold? Yeah, don't do that. Don't put it on hold. It's, no. like, the day that you get saved, that's when your eternity starts. Mm-hmm. Because there's two options in life. You're either living every day mm-hmm. and, like, you're going to be alive forever and ever or you're dying every day. Yeah. Like the closer that you get to the return of Jesus or the closer that you get to like the death of yourself is it's like you're either getting closer to eternal life or you're getting closer to eternal death. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of got a little dark and serious, but like it's <laughs> no, so true. for real. And the day that you decide that you want to be closer to eternal life and that you're saved, like it starts right then. Mm-hmm. Like you're never dying. Yeah. You're living with Jesus forever, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) Well, is there any advice that you'd have for somebody who is currently going through a difficult circumstance, trying to find that joy, but struggling with it? Yeah. I think the 
biggest thing is like just getting alone with God. Like what we've been talking about this whole time pretty much is like you gotta you gotta have those moments whenever you realize that like there's no place that you experience true joy better than when you're in God's presence and then having yourself have that realization that's like this like right now in this moment it's just me and God and this is the most joy possible it's like how Mm -hmm. can I get closer to this every day how can I keep coming back to here and how can I ask God for joy but also live from a place of joy knowing that like God is with me and God is for me yeah and that no matter what you do he literally it's impossible that he would go somewhere so like he's got you and your joy comes from him it doesn't come from the things around you that's so good my biggest piece of advice so true (laughs) there it is well thank you You so so much i i've gotten so much out of this i know everybody else is going to as well um i'm super excited hopefully we could do this again sometime yeah of course but thank you so much for joining me today Yeah, thank you and thank you for everybody listening uh i hope that y'all really learned some cool stuff today and that you can implement this i know i definitely will and uh we'll be carving out some more time with god without you know those distractions of the world but Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next Thursday.